I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And these are our incredible stories. Hello and welcome back to all of our visitors from around the world and across the United States. We are so happy to have you back with us again for some more incredible stories. If this is your first time listening to the show, shame on you. You should have been listening a lot sooner because we got so many great stories. But that's okay, folks. No need to panic. If you go and click on the library of episodes, you'll find all of our great stories and probably ones you never thought you would ever find on the internet or in a podcast or whatever. But guess what? It doesn't stop there because guess what? Today, for showing up, just for showing up, we have a special episode just for you and it's completely and utterly free. So put away your wallets, go into the kitchen, grab some snacks, cozy up because guess what? What are we going to be talking about today, Dad? Oh, it's going to be a humdinger of a story. And Gary... I, I just want to say that once again, we're at that special time of the year. It is the end of the year, 2023, and uh, we're looking forward to a brand new year, 2024, <clears throat> but this uh, marks our uh, final episode of Richard and Gary's Incredible Stories. We've had this podcast now for a few years and we've got a, a gazillion episodes archived and it's time to um, move on to new and different projects and so we're going to have to uh, say that while this is our last one uh, all of our stories throughout the years can still be enjoyed on whatever platform you happen to be listening to us on absolutely absolutely so uh I know some of you just pulled out your Kleenex and handkerchiefs. <laughs> don't be sad. I'm I'm oh, sure no. that there'll be more, and and that doesn't mean that we don't have other ideas in the hopper. Yeah, we're so still, we're still out there. We're, we're still, still there. there. And uh, again, uh, you'll uh, still be able to listen to your favorite episodes right here anytime you want to. Yeah, there's the Buford Pusser episodes that are very popular. There's the um, haunted stories that are very popular. The Alvin. Um, Alvin Schwartz. Alvin Schwartz stories that are very popular. The interviews with the uh, musical groups like Peter, Paul, and Mary. and Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It goes on and on and on and on and on. And then... Forever and ever. Vicki Myron, the uh, lady who rescued Dewey, the library cat. She came on and told about her special story. True that. And uh, we've had folks from the Hollywood, from Hollywood, tell their special stories. And I tell you what... Um, they're there, they're interesting, and if you haven't heard them, I recommend you kind of scroll through what we have in our archive and find something you'll enjoy, because I know there's something there you'll enjoy. And I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every listener in 60 different countries around the world. We, we've seen uh, you check in from your particular country, and we are happy to have you listening to us, no matter where you are in this world. And I think we're covering all 50 states now, too, aren't we, Gary? Oh, I believe we are. I, I'm not looking at it currently, but uh, I believe you are right. And uh, you were talking about the Buford Puster story. I mean, you know, we have a YouTube channel um, where all of the episodes get posted as well, because mm -hmm. 
Um, some people like to, I, I didn't realize this, but a lot of people do go to YouTube to listen to their podcast. Yes, they do. And so even though we've had quite a few listeners um, through our regular uh, site, we've had uh, a lot more on YouTube. Yep. So a good example here, um, our Buford Pusser stuff. Let's see, we have the final crash. The fatal crash. Fatal crash, yeah. And then, what, were, what were the names of the other ones? Um, mm, gosh, Gary, I, I kind of even forget now. That's been a while back. The yeah. ambush? The ambush, ambush maybe? Um, we have a lot of listens on some of these. A lot of listens. Yeah. Uh, maybe even uh, more than what we have through our regular uh, podcasting mm -hmm. station. So wherever you're listening uh, to us, thank you again. We sure have enjoyed having you a part of our family every Friday evening or whatever evening or day of the week that you uh, get a chance to uh, find us and listen to us. Now, we were talking a little bit, Gary, about uh, some new and different projects. And one of the things that is coming in the future, it's already here, but I think it's going to be even a, a bigger splash in the future, is artificial intelligence or AI. You want to talk a little bit about that? Because this is where you're starting to dabble. Mm -hmm. And uh, real quick, I, I found the numbers for one of the ones I was looking for. Okay. So the uh, Buford Pusser uh, story, uh, the ambush, mm -hmm. has over 8,000 uh, listens on YouTube. Wow. So that's just a little side note. But 8,000 and that's just one episode. Right, and we don't have that many on our pod beat. <laughs> <laughs> but... But we do have that on YouTube, so it, it just goes to show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, going back to what we're talking about, the uh, AI, in the last few months, AI has exploded into the digital realm in a way it never did before. And it's in artwork, it's in writing, it's everywhere. It's in the medical field, it's in jobs that previously, you know, you would have never thought that you would have a, a program running uh, something like that. And it's becoming so lifelike. It's almost scary. I was watching a thing with, um, I think it was either Google or with Apple. I'm pretty sure it was Google. It was Google, the Google Assistant. And what they did was they used an AI assistant to call a hair salon and schedule a haircut. And the voice of the AI was unbelievably human mm. in the way that it responded, how it spoke. It did not sound like you, your stereotypical computer voice talking. It sounded like a human talking. And the person on the other line did not know that they weren't talking to an AI voice. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, well, uh, because it is uh, so close to reality. It is. And, then, <clears throat> and uh, you know, uh, you've been experimenting a little bit with, uh, you know, creating scary stories with AI. Uh, so rather than go to an Alvin Schwartz actual story from one of his books, how is it that you can create an Alvin Schwartz-like scary story 
using artificial intelligence. Easy enough. I mean, uh, when we were messing around with it the other day, we used, uh, was it chat GBT or no chat GPT. I have that right here. Chat GPT. Mm -hmm. I'm pulling it up on my computer and chat GPT is what's called a chat bot. It's AI. And this is for those of you who don't know, but you put in a prompt and you can either have a conversation with it or you can have it create a story or believe it or not, I've heard of people using it to write their term papers. Talk oh, about cheating. That's intellectual talk about, dishonesty. Talk about cheating. Here's where AI can be misused. Right. There's so many ways that it can be misused. Uh, well, you know, a few years ago, uh, they had the um, deep fakes where they used an AI program and it would go through and it would find celebrity faces and you could put it on anybody's body. And so you could be that celebrity and that caused a huge amount of controversy because then you're actually using somebody's actual face and they even have it with voice. Now you can do somebody else's voice and what kind of damage that could do to somebody's reputation or livelihood just because somebody else was having fun. This is a little bit scary, but uh, what we did was we were just having legitimate fun with it. So we came up, uh, put in some prompts for scary stories and chat GPT only allows you to do 500 words. That's as, mo as much as we were able to get out of it. The, the free version. For the free version. Now, I, I know that there are other ones where you can actually create entire novels. Mm -hmm. But the scary thing with this, uh, since we're talking about it, is how it affects the movie industry and authors and everything else. Because Writers, now, yeah, 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 now with the ability to create anything, anybody could put in a prompt and say, hey, I want a story about... I don't know, a, a cop who uh, is dealing with a lot of struggles at home and just wants to live his life. Kind of sounds like a, a diehard. Uh, but then all of a sudden there's an alien invasion. Well, the, they don't know where to go from there with that story. So why not put it into something? There's no creativity that goes into that because then the computer is taking over and coming up with its own ideas and its own stories and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And then there it is. And the idea has been now for a little bit that what if we pop out tons of scripts this way, cut the amount of money we have to use for writers, and then just have somebody fix it up so it sounds, you know, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not great, but good. Yeah. So 10 seconds of prompting can produce almost a finished story. In minutes. Something that would take somebody else days or months or years to, to do. It's, it's amazing. Minutes. But again, as we alluded to earlier, <clears throat> like everything high tech, everything in technology, it can be used for good or mischief. Mm -hmm. It can be used for good or evil. There's always going to be somebody who misuses it for the wrong reasons. But, <clears throat> you know, for those of us who uh, use it for entertainment purposes like that, um, it's pretty cool. It is awesome. I'm not going to lie. And I love doing the AI artwork, although I've taken a little bit of a break from it because it can become very addicting. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you can create such cool pieces of artwork. Yeah. With, with prompts. With prompts. And there it is. There it is. I mean, I was able to create, I don't know, maybe two or 300 pieces of artwork that I really like that if I were actually doing it myself, 
Mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even get that much done in a year. Yeah. You know, I, I love to draw and paint, but that's a once in a while thing. And when I do, you know, I put a lot of concentration for a few days on one piece of artwork. So, but again, that's, that's where it is. And, and that also affects a lot of people who are graphic artists. So, mm -hmm. but again, uh, looking at the fun side of it, there are a lot of cool things. And uh, we decided that we were going to share one of the stories that uh, chat GPT came up with for when, this podcast. For this podcast. And so we put in a prompt. And what do we put in for the prompt? Because this was your idea for the story. Okay. We put in an exorcism that went wrong. That's it. Ooh. That's it. That's, That's all we it. did. An exorcism that went wrong. And we got the following story. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wrong one. I keep, I got to remember which button is which for the sound effects. Hold on. <laughs> there we go. Got to set the mood a little bit. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Give that title one more time. The exorcism hmm is that the kind of <laughs> well folks we've got to improve on our sound no that's that's that sounds like the uh in the exorcist oh okay when uh father karen is uh all right going through the desert and he sees the little idol of um uh i can't think of the name of the demon and then all of a sudden it goes to a close-up and then Okay, I, I, there you I, go. I, I prefer thundering Latin. Oh, well then. There. <clears throat> the dilapidated house stood at the end of a desolate street, its windows shattered and the paint peeling off its walls like old, decaying skin. Locals whispered tales of the darkness that dwelled within, rumors of a malevolent force that had claimed the souls of its unfortunate occupants. The tales had reached the ears of Father Gabriel, a seasoned exorcist known for his unwavering faith and unyielding determination. Father Gabriel had seen the depths of evil and had spent his life battling the demons that plagued mankind. When he received the call about the haunted house, he saw it as an opportunity to once again prove his worth and cleanse the dwelling of its unholy presence. Armed with his crucifix, holy water, and ancient rituals, he ventured into the house, his heart filled with both trepidation and conviction. As the exorcism began, the air grew heavy with an ominous presence. Shadows danced on the walls, their ethereal forms mocking Father Gabriel's attempts to banish them. He recited prayers and performed the rituals with fervor, his voice echoing through the desolate halls. But with each passing moment, the malevolence seemed to grow stronger as if feeding on Father Gabriel's determination. Then it happened. A sinister laugh erupted from the darkness. <laughs> filling the room with a bone-chilling resonance. The walls trembled and the floor beneath Father Gabriel's feet seemed to shift. Fear gripped his heart, but he pressed on, refusing to falter in his mission. He believed that with unwavering faith, evil could be defeated. But the entity within the house was cunning, far more powerful than 
anything Father Gabriel had faced before. It seized control of the very elements, twisting reality to its own sinister will. The room became a swirling vortex of chaos, furniture crashing against walls, and the air thick with a nauseating stench of sulfur. Father Gabriel's prayers turned to desperate pleas as he found himself thrown against the wall, his bones rattling with each impact. The darkness wrapped around him like a suffocating shroud, draining his strength and rattling his faith. He reached for his crucifix, his last vestige of hope, only to find it snapped in two, its power shattered. In that moment, Father Gabriel knew he had failed. As the malevolent force tightened its grip, Father Gabriel's body contorted in agony, his skin blistered and cracked, blood seeping from the wounds. The demonic laughter grew louder, drowning out his cries for mercy. It reveled in its victory, relishing in the agony of the fallen exorcist. Outside the house, onlookers gathered, drawn by the commotion and the unholy aura emanating from within. They watched in horror as the house groaned, its walls pulsating with dark energy. And then, in a blinding flash of light, the house collapsed upon itself, consuming Father Gabriel and the evil that had possessed it. The exorcism had gone horribly wrong, and the darkness had claimed another victim. The house stood as a haunting reminder of the price one pays when confronting the forces that dwell in the realm of the supernatural, and Father Gabriel's name was etched into the annals of exorcism, a tragic tale of a noble soul consumed by the very evil he sought to vanish. Uh, a decent story, but one thing I caught, one thing I caught, they took the ending of Poltergeist. Oh. Because that's exactly what happens to the house at the end of Poltergeist. It starts to collapse in on itself. There's a burst of light, and then it's sucked into a who knows where other realm, and then it's disappeared. But I, nobody was inside of the house when that happened. It was just the, the spirits mm-hmm. and whatnot. So the computer, you know, searches out all the different things and it does. comes up with bits and pieces from published stuff. Mm-hmm. But there you go, folks. Isn't that incredible? That was completely, completely created by the computer with one small prompt, an exorcism that went horribly wrong. Isn't that wild? Yeah. What a story. Isn't that crazy? That is artificial intelligence. That is AI. And Gary, you're going to be probably involved with more of that in the future. Oh, of course I will. You know, I was just thinking to myself, uh, the possibilities for this are are endless. And I feel that in some ways, um, they're going to have to put regulations, number one, on AI. That's the whole point of the writer's strike that's going on right now in, in Hollywood. And um, I think that's going to be a huge effect. But I think that the other end of it, you're going to see it used as a companion for some people. Um, 
there was something that was on the news recently where they were showing that uh, they have versions of AI where people who are lonely can just have somebody to talk to about whatever. And then they don't feel so lonely anymore. But I guess the other end of it, because it's, it's a back and forth thing. At what point do we totally lose touch with the humanity around us? Yeah, with other human beings. And become so cut off that we only rely on... Yeah. Already kids today are just immersed in their cell phones and, uh, have you know, um, you almost have to pry them away from the cell phone so they have uh, interaction with other real human beings. Well, that that's the thing. I mean... I think the pandemic had a huge effect on social media. It's not that, that that problem didn't exist before. It most certainly did. But when we became cut off from the rest of the world and we had to be quarantined for so long, that became the only way that people would, you know, keep in contact or keep themselves busy. Mm-hmm. Some people found other ways of doing that, but a lot of people turned to that kind of stuff and, so something that I think probably would have taken 10 years to become almost a death grip only took a year because of the situation we were in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that's progressing. And the sad thing is I think the, the, the closer we get to just being completely reliant on our technology, um, the more we forget how to be human. Yeah, we don't and know all how our, to... our people skills, uh, you know, folks already have a hard time uh, using people skills and and getting along with each other and, you know, having decent conversations. I agree because people don't know the social cues. You know, one of the things that we have to teach um, at the at school where I work is. Uh, I work with students who have emotional disabilities, so they're already struggling with knowing the appropriate social cues and having conversations and stuff like that. But in the gen ed population, we're seeing that a lot more too. And so there's a lot of classes that are geared now uh, as like a certain day out of the week that are meant for teaching kids how to be socially appropriate. Yeah, and that never existed before. To act in a socially appropriate manner. Right. So I don't know. I, you know what I think is going to happen? I, I, I do believe this. I think at certain a certain point, there will be a flip where people will have a turn back mm-hmm. to a certain way. It's kind of like when CGI first came out in uh, movie theaters. Everybody was using CGI, and all of the old techniques disappeared. C- CGI meaning computer-generated effects? Yeah, yeah. Anything that was uh, computer-generated for movies, so you know all of the cool action scenes and stuff like that, it got to the point where it was blown out of proportion, and a lot of people lost their jobs because there was no need to do practical special effects because you could just do it in a computer. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people who grew up with those type of things were like, wow, I really kind of miss that. I want to see the old stuff again. And you see a return to that. Now, the other didn't go away. It's still there. But now it's kind of working hand in hand. And I think that's probably what's going to happen now, too. We have a whole generation, my generation, who grew up with the technology as it developed. And then you have a whole generation who's growing up while the with this technology already existing. So they didn't know anything before life without this kind of technology. And I think what will happen is we'll see, we will see a moment where things kind of turn 
and people start to try and do more. I know I've talked to a lot of people who try to avoid having their kids on technology a whole lot just because, number one, kids get really aggressive when you try and take their technology away. Or if they have a time limit on it they and they have to give it up and they don't want to, it becomes an issue. Yeah. It's an addiction. It's literally like watching somebody who's uh, addicted to heroin or crack cocaine or some other type of drug. But once they've been off of it for a while, they're so imaginative. The kids are so imaginative. They're so engaging and, and all of this other stuff. And so you can when you can visually see that and see how it has an effect on somebody, it's incredible. I'm not saying you don't need it at all. I mean, we live in the 21st century, but uh, that being said, you do have to balance out, you know, moderation. Right. Moderation is the key word in yeah. everything we do in life. And <clears throat> I would say that as far as AI goes, or artificial intelligence, it has all the uh, capability of doing all of the things that you've mentioned that are not in a person's best interest. And unfortunately, we tend to find those ways and have a hard time restricting ourselves to using it in just an appropriate manner for a reasonable amount of time. And so I'm afraid we're going to see some problems with it before it gets straightened out. But we're on that edge of the frontier, and we wanted everybody to experience a story from uh, artificial intelligence as our final episode of Richard and Gary's Incredible Stories. And Gary, I might also mention that for those folks who enjoy reading, we do have a book out, and it's Richard and Gary's Incredible Stories, and it's on uh, Amazon and other online booksellers. Uh, so feel free to check that out also. Absolutely. Uh, if, you, if you're really interested in, in reading a little bit more, uh, from some of the stories that we presented, that book has a lot more details that maybe we didn't cover in the show. So it's definitely worth a read, definitely worth checking out, and just some cool stories. It's not all of our stories, but it's definitely some of the more interesting stories that we have. Yeah, from, from our first season. From our first season. So give it a give it a look see, and uh, like I said before, we're not disappearing. We're just moving on to a different stage. We'll be back. Mm, that's right. <laughs> that's right and I, we have some we have some ideas so boys and as soon as we know what they are we'll let you know okay we won't leave you in the dark all right guys goodbye for now bye bye but not really you. goodbye thank you so much for being a part of our family absolutely thank you so much we'll just say instead of goodbye we'll say we'll see you later yeah i'm richard i'm gary and this was an incredible story